Welcome to Once Upon a Disney, an analytical yet fun-loving look at Disney narrative filmography from the 20th century and beyond. I'm Larry Brenner, and I sing out in chorus, marching along as my song fills the air. All right, folks, so whatever it is that we promised you last week, we're running a little bit behind, so to tide you over, I am going back to the well of the Disney afternoon to talk about the adventures of the gummy bears again. Now, I want to throw out to you that so far with these bonus episodes, I have ranged from snarky to devoted, from rant to rave. And I know that some people feel that I was really, really hard on Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. I do not believe that I was. I believe that I was fair about Chip and Dale. But I will tell you this. That show did really well. There are a ton of episodes. I'm wrong. And I understand the pushback on this because usually Andy is here to say that I'm wrong. But I'll just tell you, I'm wrong. It was a success. So if you loved it, you know, take heart. I know I'm wrong. But something that I'm not wrong about is how good The Adventures of the Gummy Bears was. And I really don't think I appreciated it enough as a kid. I think I lumped it into, you know, there were a lot of cartoon shows in the 80s and 90s, which are there are a bunch of humanoid creatures living and hiding away from the humans. There were the Smurfs. There were the Snorks. There were the Paw Paw Bears. In my head, I was just like, the Gummy Bears are more of the same. And, you know, I watched all of those shows because I did not discriminate. You know, you there were four channels back in my day. You You watched the cartoons that were on, not the cartoons that you loved. Gummy Bears, by far, is the best iteration of this. There's a bunch of critters with their own society that we don't know about until we get to Gargoyles down the line. Gummy Bears is tops, you guys. So when I talked about this series last time, I ended with a, I'm not going to have the time to watch all the episodes of the Gummy Bears. There are 65 episodes of the Gummy Bears. It is now a year later. I have watched all 65 episodes of the Gummy Bears, and it is quality. And actually, it's doing a bunch of things that are groundbreaking. And one of the groundbreaking things that it does is this series has an ending, which almost none of the other early Disney afternoon series has. DuckTales doesn't end. Uh, Chip and Dale's doesn't end. Darkwing Duck fought to the very last moment to be like, but no, there will be more adventures. But Gummy Bears actually tells almost complete story from beginning to end. It's lightly serialized. So I don't know if you recall in my previous bonus episode, I said there are a bunch of questions that I have about the gummy bears, about the ogres, about Igthorn, about Cavan, about the world of the gummy bears. And I wondered, would I ever get answers on any of those things? Because, listen, I watched the Smurfs. I have never gotten a satisfactory answer as to why Papa Smurf is the only Smurf of his generation and where those other hundred Smurfs came from. I know where Smurfette came from. 
I know, Gargamel made her from blue clay. You don't have to tell me that. But did Papa Smurf have no contemporaries? Was there a great Smurf famine that killed the, the other Smurfs of his generation? There's a Grandpa Smurf. I, you, you never find out. You never know. Where did the Smurfs come from? We don't know. We don't know. Gummy Bears takes a very different perspective on this. They just keep building the world. And I really got sucked in because in one episode, they met a gummy bear from another colony. His name was Chummy Gummy. He's a one-off. He only appears in one episode. But when he comes in, basically what he tells them, he was the youngest of his clan. The rest of the gummy bears from his area passed on. And now he's hoping to find other gummy bears. And he found our gummy bears, but he wants to know if there are others in the world. That That is that's world building stuff. That's answering some questions and raising others. In that episode, the gummy bears sit around and go like the older gummy bears, Gruffy, Zummy, and Granny, look at the younger gummy bears and go, are one day these kids going to have to leave to seek out the others? Have we prepared them for that? I got really sucked into the lore of the gummy bears. And I know that is me being ridiculous. I know. But this is what our podcast is. It's Andy and I being ridiculous about things that we love. So what I actually wanted to do today is I wanted to let you know Gummy Bears has a finale. And I thought from a writing perspective, it would be interesting to see how you pull off a finale to a series that's run for five seasons. What do you do? And I actually think there are some great craft takeaways from the Gummy Bear two-part finale, which is called King Igthorn. In fact, King Igthorn is not the last episode of the Gummy Bears that airs, but it definitely was intended to be the finale. A few episodes air afterwards, but they clearly happened before the events of King Igthorn for reasons I'll give you later. In order to do this finale, I need to let you know some things that happened in the Gummy Bear series. I'm going to do this relatively quickly. First things first, Princess Kala learns of the existence of the Gummy Bears. That happens a few episodes in. Uh, it, it doesn't happen uh, immediately, but, but she has a moment. She and Sunny Gummy become best friends. And as much as I liked Kevin. Princess Kala has and Sunny have better adventures than Kevin and Cubby do. I don't know what to tell you about that. Princess Kala is a revelation. Uh, when she comes on the scene at that point, she is the single greatest Disney princess of all time, with the possible exception of Alice from Alice in Wonderland, who I will who I will always defend. But Kala Kala has that title up until Ariel shows up in The Little Mermaid. Uh, later on, I think it's somewhere around the end of the second season, they find another gummy, and his name is Gusto Gummy. Uh, uh, Gusto Gummy and his toucan, Artie Deco. The toucan is kind of irrelevant. He gets like a couple of lines. Uh, he kind of wishes he was as funny as Iago. He's not as funny as Iago. And more often than not, you can just ignore his presence. He's very rarely uh, plot relevant. But Gusto is very important because Gusto is an artist. 
He's very he's he's got like he's he's a revolutionary, not in the sense that he wants to go to war, but he's constantly challenging the ideas specifically of Gruffy, who is like very conservative and we do things the way the great gummies did them. Gusto's like, hey, Gruffamundo, why are we doing this? He's a lot of fun. Uh, he creates an, a fourth adult figure to create more conflict among the other three. But he tr- he comes in and he tries to be, I'm the cool adult, which none of the other three were. Sunny, it looks like she gets a bit of a crush on Gusto. That's kind of important because we need to get some romances going if the gummy bears are going to revitalize themselves uh, as, a, as a species. Uh, but he is considered the seventh gummy bear. Uh, he doesn't always live with the other gummies, but he's there. What else happens? Uh, the gummies go back and they find the ancient city of the great gummies called Ursalia. They find a gummy bear there named Sir Thornberry, who's kind of sort of lost his mind in a in an old coot sort of way. Uh, but that gives them you know, the city is otherwise more or less deserted. But that gives them another ally and another link to the past. They meet a whole other tribe of gummy bears called the Barbics led by Ursa. These gummy bears are warrior gummy bears, and they are great foils for our main characters because they don't trust humans at all. As you'll recall from our previous episode, Gruffy Gummy was the one who didn't care for humans. Uh, But Ursa and the Barbix are like humans are the enemy. Uh, Humans are the ones that cause the collapse of gummy civilization. And there's some tension between these two tribes of gummy bears. That being said, the other thing you need to know is that at one point, the gummy bears try to contact other colonies. Two of the colonies they try to contact, there's no signal, which is dark for a 1980s after school special, you guys. Not after school special, after school series, you guys. That is dark. But they do get contact with another colony called New Gumbria, although we that that there are gummies elsewhere across the sea that that uh, can be contacted. So they've done a lot of world building. They've built up a bunch of allies. They've made some other enemies. I could talk for 15 minutes about Lady Bane, who is a fantastic villain, but is irrelevant for our purposes here. Uh, And so we're getting towards the towards the end of the series they're clearly starting to wrap up and we get to king igthorn part one now you may recall the arch nemesis of the gummy bears is duke igthorn and he leads the evil ogres and almost every week duke igthorn tries to capture the gummy bears to learn the secrets of gummy berry juice which allows people to bounce here and there and everywhere and also makes humans and ogres super strong when they drink it. And every single time he's had a plan, it's failed. Every single time he's captured a gummy, the gummy got away. We're, we're in a, if you want to think Gargamel and the Smurfs for the dynamic here, that, that's pretty much how it goes. You never really worry about them. But this time, it's different. So we begin this plot, uh, King Igthorn Part 1, and we see that Duke Igthorn and the ogres 
are out in the world. They've been marching for some time, searching for a weapon to use against King Gregor and the gummies. He finds this incredibly powerful, like, termite, which is essentially like a weapon of mass de deforestation. This termite, like, turns forests into sawdust in about two seconds. It's incredibly powerful. But what's actually interesting is we, while he's doing that, we go back to the gummy bears and the gummy bears accidentally head to Drekmore, which is the castle that Igthorn rules. And they find Drekmore completely deserted. And, uh, Zummy Gummy, he's the wizard gummy, uh, says, I think they left. I think they're gone. This is great. We can contact the, the great gummies and have them come back. We can rebuild gummy civilization. This is really good news. And Gruffy Gummy says, hold on there. He's going to come back. We didn't defeat him. We didn't drive him off. He didn't just disappear. Your problems don't just disappear. And Zummy says, well, we'll give it some time. Flash forward one year later. I have never seen in the 90s or 80s, in the middle of an episode, we flash forward one year later. That doesn't happen. Dr Igthorn and the ogres still haven't come back. Zummy says, look, I waited a year. They're gone. I'm going to contact, let's contact the great gummies. Let's get them back here. Let's start rebuilding uh, gummy civilization. Gruffy says, no, we need to maintain traps. We, he's going to come back. He's going to come back. He's going to come back. But they did wait a year. It's not unreasonable to try to contact the great gummies. Uh, except Gruffy is right. And you guys, Gruffy is almost never right. He's gone five seasons in this series being mostly wrong, uh, not wanting to outreach to humans, but get, getting one over. Uh, generally speaking, we're, I love Gruffy. He's, he's arguably my favorite bear, but, but generally speaking, you know, in the house, he's the one that everybody argues against. He's, he's grumpy from the seven dwarfs. I've said that before. Uh, but Gruffy, uh, so anyway, putting that aside. So Zummy is out there using his magic to make fireworks because he wants to practice signaling the great gummies. Igthorn comes back. Uh, he unleashes the termite on Gummy Glen and the house of Gummy Glen, where the gummies have lived this entire series, is almost completely destroyed by the termite. Igthorn captures half of the gummy bears and puts them to and tries to make them t teach him the secret of gummy berry juice. But this time, he basically finds, he manipulates them enough. He, he recognizes, like, everything that he's done wrong before. The way you get the gummies to give, to give up the secret of gummy berry juice is to make it clear you're going to test it on whatever the formula you give. I'm going to test it on you guys first. Uh, Grammy tries to resist making the gummy berry juice. Ultimately, because she cares about the other gummies, she gives him the recipe. And that's what makes this finale great. Because this entire time, we've been living under the idea that there is this sacred thing that cannot happen. Igthorn cannot learn the secret of gummy berry juice. 
Not only does he learn it, he creates an assembly line. He teaches the recipe to all of the ogres. He starts mass manufacturing gummy berry juice, and it does everything he wants it to do. He heads to the human kingdom of Dunwin. He conquers it with very little resistance. He imprisons King Gregor and and Princess Kala. He takes the crown for himself, and he declares himself King Igthorn. We are left at the end of this first half at a moment of great despair. Most of the gummies have been captured. Uh, Cubby and Sonny uh, might have been de- injured as uh, in the battle of uh, taking Dunwin, a tower collapsed on them. Uh, you know, Gummy Glen has been destroyed. Zummy has escaped, uh, but he's he's all alone. What are we going to do? And that really, for me, solidified what you want to have happen in finale. You want to keep in reserve the greatest possible pit of despair for your series. And that is a hard thing to do because how do you, you never know that you're going to make it all the way to the end with your TV series. But they have this one thing that they've never let Igthorn successfully do. And for the finale... They give the bad guy everything he's wanted. And for me, that's a revelation. It's, it's, it is, if you were going to do this with like Peter Pan, if you want to make a Peter Pan animated movie and you want, you want to be like, Hey, I want to really raise the stakes and put an end to the Peter Pan mythology once and for all then you have to let Captain Hook do something he's never been able to do before. Captain Hook has to find Peter Pan's lair. Or Captain Hook needs to discover the secret of pixie dust and start flying. I think I've seen one movie where that happened. Uh, You have to raise the stakes in a particular way. Your villain needs to become the Worst version of himself, the most dangerous version of himself. In the second half of of King Igthorn, and I'm going to go through this relatively quickly, what Zummy and the other gummies realize is the way to defeat Igthorn is not with gummy berry juice, that which is what they've used in the past. It's all of the community building that they've done this entire time. They spent five seasons making friends, and it's about time to get all of those friends together and band together. Uh, Sir Thornberry, who I mentioned, the Barbix uh, sign sign up for this. Cavan is and Kala are important allies. Uh, it it really is, you know, Igthorn. This entire time has been trying to get power to take more power. And the way that you defeat power is community. And I love that metaphor so much. Uh, now, this is this is not... I, I don't really want to get beat by beat into the entire story because the craft revelations have already happened. One, one thing that happens is the great gummies are returning because Zummy told them it was safe. Igthorn is going to plans to 
kill or enslave the great gummies when they get there, because that'll help build up his power. Zummy goes and does a heroic warning to get the great gummies to turn turn tail and return to New Gumbria. And it looks like it costs him his life. Uh, there is a there is a period of five to seven minutes where the gummy bears believe that Zummy is dead. But it's a Disney afternoon show. He can't really be dead. But this series goes as close as they possibly can. The gummies uh, defeat, uh, destroy the machine that's manu- the manufacturing the gummy juice. Uh, they cause it to explode. Uh, that that ca- they free the knights, uh, the Dunwin knights. Although the Dunwin knights never see them. Chase Igthorn and the rest of. The ogres back to Drekmore, and then right at that moment, Drekmore Castle explodes. It looks like it's going up into space, going to the moon. All of the ogres run away. Igthorn's castle is in ruins. The ogres have deserted him. He talks about how he lost everything and how he doesn't think this time he can rebuild. And Toadie. His little ogre assistant says, you haven't lost everything. You haven't lost me. Puts a big kiss on Igthorn's uh, face. Uh, and they have this, it's a really cool moment. Igthorn always gets angry at Toadie. Has never been good to Toadie. You watch Igthorn get mad at Toadie again. And then you see him, it's on. It's all in the animation. He realizes Toadie is all he has left now. It's true. And he can't, he can't be abusive to Toadie anymore because then he'll have nothing. And in a weird way, that makes me happy because Toadie's kind of fun and, and uh, as a character. And really, all he's ever wanted is for Duke Igthorn to love him. And now he's going to get that. Um, you know, now he's going to now he's maybe Igthorn is ready to really be a friend to Toadie because because that's all he's got now. Uh, we get some falling action. Uh, the gummies are not going back to Gummy Glen. Gummy Glen's been destroyed. They're going to that city I mentioned, Ursalia. They're going to live with Sir Thornberry and the Barbix and really try to rebuild Gummy civilization with them. And then they get a mess. They find out Zummy's alive. Hooray. We're very happy that Zummy is alive. And then they get a message from, from the gummies in New Gumbria. They're sorry that they couldn't make the trip, that they had to turn back and run, but they're going to come. And and we leave the gummy bears on this moment where at the beginning of this series, we thought we saw a dying, a dying species. And now we see that it has this one last chance to rebuild and everyone is happy. It's really great finale. Uh, that being said, I have a quibble with it, and there are dramatic questions about the gummy bears that have not been answered, and I think need to be answered. So one of the great tensions in gummy bears has been that the humans can't learn that the gummy bears exist. And I want to throw out at the end of the gummy bear series, that's the thing I want to see happen. What happens when King Gregor and the citizens of Dunwin discover that the gummy bears are real? Because the real the real reason that the gummy bears have been have been in 
secret hiding is because because they can't fully trust the humans not to exploit them. That's what Idlorn does the second that he learns that the gummy bears exist. But Gregor and the citizens of Dunwin are good people. And I think it's cynical to believe that we're never going to have this moment where the gummies and the humans are revealed to each other and have a chance to build an even larger community. I don't know if they were thinking maybe they'd get a sixth season, but if they did, I, I don't think they did. I think they knew it was over. I think they knew that it was done. Uh, but I really, I really want that to be a part of this narrative because ultimately I'm an optimist who believes in the goodness of human people, human beings. We have some really bad ones, you guys. Don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna start naming names about who's a really bad human being, but overall, I believe that most people are good. And I think the world of the gummy bears, the most people in the world of the gummy bears are good. And we should see that that the gummy bears take that risk to reestablish community with the humans. That's what I'd like to see. But that is a quibble. That is me being greedy. Because what this series is doing uh, as it as it ends in 1990, after five seasons of semi-serial storytelling, where where the characters have arcs and grow and change a little bit over the course of the series, uh, I should just be grateful that we got what we got. But I would say, I would say, we've been looking at a lot of properties. From the Disney afternoon, uh, DuckTales got a reboot. Chip and Dale's kind of got a reboot. The Wuzzles and the Fluffy Dogs should never be rebooted. I do not really believe in those properties. Gummy Bears deserves a reboot. And it need, it deserves a reboot that would let them do the things that I think the writers wanted to do at the time and tried to do at the time. They wanted to do serialized storytelling. They wanted to tell a long story form with a children's animation series. And now we get that all the time. But back then we really didn't. So I think Gummy Bears deserves that chance. And and that's that's really what I have to say about the Gummy Bears. Um I I think it's a good property. I learned a lot from watching it. And the other here's one more takeaway. It, it was something I thought they would do. I talked about this in the first episode, but they actually deliver on it. Every episode of the Gummy Bears, when there's a story, there's also character being developed. And what they do is because they have all these different characters, they just keep pairing different characters together. So let's see what happens when Gruffy and Cubby go out. Let's see what happens when Zummy and Kevin go out. And you can mix and match it and you can keep pairing it. And you find in every episode, you find things that they have in common and ways that they are different. There's interpersonal conflict constantly being resolved. And when they run out of the mixing and matching to do when you feel like that's when they introduce a new character. Gusto comes in and now we have a seventh gummy bear to pair up with all of the other characters. There's even an episode which I really enjoy where Igthorn and Cubby are handcuffed together and they have an adventure together. And Igthorn actually tries to do some mentoring of Cubby. It's all 
you know, really bad advice. It's like, listen, kid, you got to look out for number one. It's all that sort of thing. But it's fun to put character characters with different personalities together and see the conflict that emerges from pairing them and also see like them come to an understanding with one another. So gummy bears, uh, I am actually going to say something that I never thought I'd say. Right now, if I had to, if I could only give an A plus to one Disney afternoon show that I've watched for this podcast, Gummy Bears gets it, DuckTales does not. And if you, you probably don't know how shocking it is that I'm saying it, but I am saying it. I secretly, I think when I get to Darkwing Duck, Darkwing Duck will take that crown back. But right now, Gummy Bears has it. That's the show to beat. All right, folks, that was it for today. Please check out our Once Upon a Disney Facebook page. Uh, you can tweet us for however long Twitter continues to function uh, at, at Andy Redwine or at Larry Brenner 6. Uh, or you can drop us a line in our mailbag at Once Upon a Disney Podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we hope to deliver whatever it is that we promised you last week. And until next time, friends, see you real soon. Thank you.